And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the auditor takes a close look at several farm-related issues. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. The provincial auditor released several recommendations today in Regina. The recommendations are aimed at preventing the spread of livestock diseases. The auditor suggests record-keeping of cases of livestock disease needs improvement, and the follow-up should be documented in more detail. The auditor also says another area of improvement would be a unified system where one ministry regulates all slaughter plants in the province. Currently, the auditor says the 10 agriculture-licensed slaughter plants are subject to more rigorous inspection standards than the over 60 health-licensed plants. The auditor says a consistent approach to slaughter plant regulation would ensure meat sold is safe for human consumption. The auditor also suggests the Environment Ministry obtain wildfire prevention and preparedness information from industrial and commercial operators and update the list of infrastructure at risk. Trade negotiators from Canada, the U.S. and Mexico are in Washington, D.C. this week for the latest round of NAFTA meetings. Little progress has been seen so far on farm issues, and that doesn't surprise U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue. I think trade negotiations a little bit like the way I do Christmas. You know, I do my shopping on the 24th. That's typically when these uh, negotiations get done and the last throws days of those negotiations. Everyone works better with a timeline when it comes to negotiations. There are going to be some anxious moments for our agricultural producers across the country. At the end of the day, I do believe we will get an agreement over NAFTA. The U.S. agriculture sector is concerned about the NAFTA negotiations and the possibility that President Donald Trump could pull the Americans out of the long-standing trade agreement. Even the Dairy Farmers of America, which wants to see the end of supply management in Canada, is calling on the Trump administration to exercise caution. Spokesperson Jackie Klippenstein says NAFTA has been very good for dairy and they don't want a situation where the baby is thrown out with the bathwater. Farm Credit Canada is providing over $15,000 to 4-H clubs across Saskatchewan. Marty Seymour with FCC says the funding is part of a program where each 4-H club across Canada can apply for a grant of $500 for various projects. Yeah, FCC has a long working history with 4-H Canada. We've been partnering with them for years and uh, a few years ago we came up with the idea to put together the FCC 4-H Club Fund. And the idea of the fund is to help, uh, I guess, local 4-H clubs in small towns all across Canada uh, fund some of their activities. You know, it might be the 4-H Riding Club, it could be the cattle group, it might be public speaking. They're doing such good work to support the development of young people, the future of our industry, that it's a natural fit for FCC to get behind this, this group. So you see, really, it's the development of future farmers of Canada is, is the key for 4-H. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, there's leadership skills there, and you don't have to look far. And you talk to local employers in any community and say, hey, who are the kids that we really want to hire? Those are 4-H kids. They're, uh, they're you know, they've, I guess, they've got great professional skills, you know, the, the public speaking side of what they learn there, uh, and just general, well-rounded, good young people. What are some of the guidelines for the 4-H club? What, what are some of the key things that you have, uh, amounts uh, offered, that kind of thing? Yeah, the, way, the way the fund is set up is uh, local 4-H clubs apply to the national organization and uh, there's a vetting process that goes through and uh, this year there'll be uh, approximately uh, $107,000 get deployed 
across 216 clubs in this country at $500 per club. And it's, a, it's just a way to make a difference in small towns and, and give great reach from corner to corner. From BC all the way through to uh, Newfoundland, we see uh, 4-H clubs taking advantage of this fund. And you do this once a year? Yeah, this happens every year in the fall. The applications come, uh, people apply in the fall uh, to 4-H Canada. Uh, and then right about now, every year, we release the stats. And uh, in Saskatchewan this year, we have 31 clubs that are going to get a total of $15,500. So in summary again, why do you see it's important for Farm Credit Canada to support 4-H? You know, at FCC, we believe in the development of young farmers in all categories in the country. And, and what, better, what better group than 4-H Canada to partner with to make it possible for for young people to aspire to be great leaders in the future. Marty Seymour of Regina is the Director of Industry and Stakeholder Relations at Farm Credit Canada. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A two-year effort by cattle producers, processors, retailers and environmental groups has led to a new framework for sustainable beef in Canada. The framework was outlined last week in Edmonton and centres on five global principles. The principles include natural resources, people and community, animal health and welfare, food, as well as efficiency and innovation. Sherry Copythorne-Barnes is a beef producer from Cochrane, Alberta, and is the chair of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. We know we have to put a definition behind what sustainable beef is, and so how are we going to do that in a way that is practical to producers and yet has enough teeth in it that a, a market or a, a retail and food service company can hang their hat on that claim and really sell it to consumers? So what this framework did is it came together and, and focused on finding indicators that we can use as producers to help us focus things that we're doing every day anyways, and really be able to tell our story about how we really impact natural resources or how we manage our animal health and welfare, how we impact our community, how we are looking after food safety, and how we always incorporate efficiency and innovation. Those are the five principles of sustainable beef. Copithon Barnes says consumers want to know more about where their food comes from and how it was raised. This is a standard that is put in place not necessarily to drive and give producers premiums. This is not what this is about, and this is the hardest thing to get people to understand. What this whole framework is about is giving us continued access to those meat shelves, giving us continued access to those consumers. Because without something to drive consumers to the beef show, we're going to lose that. And we've been struggling for that capacity to be able to continue to sell the volumes of beef that we are. And so this is about being able to maintain what we're selling and hopefully giving the confidence to the consumers to want to continue selling beef. The sustainable beef certification process will be voluntary and shouldn't be an issue for many producers. If you have an environmental farm plan or if you're part of the Verified Beef Production Plus programming, you're going to hit three-quarters of the indicators automatically. So right now, it's, this launch is really kind of two-phased. It's focused towards producers as well as those organizations or what we call certification bodies, those entities out there that exist already to draw them in to say, okay, how do you match up to what our indicators are asking? And let's make sure that as you're asking your producers the questions to fulfill your programs, they will automatically qualify us for a certain percentage of the sustainability framework. So therefore, we're not doubling efforts, but we're just streamlining what's already happening. An auditing process will be required, and that's the next step. We're going to take some time having to identify those groups that are out there that can audit for this or audit to this, because it is an audited program. 
We know one thing for our, our marketing claim or the ability to, to pass this on to retail and food services. There has to be some sort of a second or third party audit that occurs. And we know that this audit cycle is going to be within a, a five to eight year cycle. So we know that it's going to take time to get this up and rolling and start building inventory. So that's why it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But again, most producers that are already on VBT Plus, for example, right now will qualify as soon as they sign up because that program has already been deemed as, as an, an equitable program in the system. Sherry Copythorne barnes is the chair of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. A video and additional information is available online. The easiest way to find it is by going to Google and typing in Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. A link to the framework is on that page. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update is all brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola fell $1.50 at $473.94 per metric ton. Oats rose $1.72 at $157.28. Number one red spring wheat dropped 23 cents at $233.99. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $267.46. Feed barley, $174.63. Flax, $472.68. Yellow peas, $233.54. Feed wheat, $136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat this morning is down three quarters of a cent at $6.08 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-5358 or Weyburn, 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 12th. Weyburn didn't have a regular sale last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.85. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.75. Cents. Good butcher bowls sold from $0.85 cents to a dollar. We had our last pre-sorted calf sale here for the year last week. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.52 and sold up to $2.70. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.38 and sold up to $2.71. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.36 and sold up to $2.55. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.29 and sold up to $2.47. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.36. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.36. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.06 and sold up to $2.17. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.98 and sold up to $2.15. And 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.84 and sold up to $2.03. Heifers are about 25 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Day reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,900 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 139 to 152 per CKG. 
Today's sales are expected to be around 7,100 head, selling in a range of 138 to 151 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up four basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2854. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.65 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets traded lower to start the week, as packers saw pressure on their operating margins, coming from a sharp decline in wholesale pork prices. Bellies, hams, and picnics all dropped more than $2 just a hundredweight, resulting in a drop in the cutout value of the same amount. This recent decline in pork prices will put pressure on cash prices despite the introduction of two new plants early this fall. Lean hog futures have been on a weaker trend for the last seven trading days and are seeing influence on recent cash prices and bearish technical indicators. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, increasing cloudiness, wind west 20, the high plus 6. Cloudy tonight, a few rain showers or flurries beginning tonight and ending overnight. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60, the low minus 1. Tomorrow mainly cloudy, wind northwest 30, temperature steady near 0. Tomorrow night snow with a low of minus 3. Thursday partly cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 9. Friday partly cloudy. The high, minus 3. Chance of evening flurries on Friday with a low of minus 4. Saturday, sunny with a high, minus 2. The low, minus 9. Sunday, sunny. The high near 0. The low, minus 5. Monday, sunny. The high, minus 2. Normal high is minus 8. The normal low, minus 20. The sun rose at 8.50 this morning. It sets at 4.55 tonight. Around the province, Estevan plus 4. Saskatoon, 0. Swift Current, plus 9. Weyburn, plus 6. Yorkton, plus 3. Partly cloudy in Regina, plus 4. 39 Fahrenheit. West-southwest at 7, humidity 65%, the barometer dropping 101.2. Partly cloudy, moose drop plus 8, winds from the west at 31. Once again, Regina partly cloudy plus 4, that's 39 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.